0: Hey Salt Lake, at the risk of being too personal, is your mattress sagging? If you are rolling into a taco every night, I am begging you to visit your local mattress warehouse and just try something a little firmer. Your spine is the center of your being and I don't just want you to have good posture. I want you to Disney princess your way around this city, flush with optimism from a good night's sleep. Visit MattressWarehouseUtah.com to find the location nearest you. That's MattressWarehouseUtah.com.
1: Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. How would you rank our airport? You know, scale of 1 to 10. Plus, the end of flood warnings and our picks of the week. It's the Friday News Roundup, which means lead producer Emily Means is here, and we've got takes. Today's Friday, June 9th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Good morning, Emily Means.
2: Good morning, Ali Vallarta.
1: Uh, Let's waste no time getting into it, because I'm excited to talk about the airport. I have a real affinity for airports. Maybe it's because I grew up with divorced parents who lived in two different countries. (laughs) <laughs> That'll do it. I spent a lot of my like life in the airport and I f- I would say I'm like a pretty careful observer of airports.
2: Well, I am glad to have you in this conversation then because <laughs> I very rarely go to the airport. It's kind of a treat for me mm. being at the airport, not necessarily flying. I honestly kind of hate flying. If I could teleport, much prefer that. But airports, yeah makes yeah. me feel like a like an international woman, a woman of the world.
1: I mean, I think one of the things I like about them is that they like they're sort of a they're lawless and like lawlessness is something that I think is uh, of general intrigue to me. And B, I don't know, I feel like from the moment you land at the airport until you like reach your destination, like you're in a black hole. Like nothing mm-hmm. is real. Like the mm-hmm. time you spend in the air, it just sort of disappears. Like it's not to which the Probably thousands of Delta flight attendants who live and work in Salt Lake City. If any of them are listening to this, are probably like, "Wrong! It's it's how we spend a lot of our time." But like for me, when I'm in the air, I'm like, "This is just this is just a it's wisping off."
2: Yeah, you're eating raisinets for breakfast and yeah. drinking a beer at 11 a.m. Yeah, flipping through a seven dollar magazine that you wouldn't have bought anywhere else.
1: That's right, exactly.
2: It's a great time. Well,
1: Salt Lake City recently expanded its airport, and this is big news for us. They opened five new gates in Concourse A. They're planning to open another four gates on August 22nd, and then just after Halloween – 13 more gates in this new Concourse A, which when I read Blake Apgard's story in the Salt Lake Tribune, I had to chuckle because the subheader was, travelers can now turn right. Passengers can now turn. After the TSA line? Yeah, it's like, passengers can now turn right. And I just heard Derek Zoolander being like, I can't turn left (laughs) Like, (laughs) But uh, Concourse A is going to be popping, Emily. It's going to have a vessel a vessel kitchen.
2: And a Mill Creek Coffee Roasters <sighs> and a Red Rock Brewery. And
1: let's not forget that this past legislative session, the Utah legislature passed a liquor omnibus bill that created 13 new liquor licenses for the airport. So there will be many more expensive beers to be drinking in uh, Terminal A while you're waiting for your flight, assuming you're the kind of person who gets to the airport with enough time to wait for a flight. I don't know anything <laughs> about that, but I Emily, I just have a feeling... I have a feeling
2: that you're an we'll early discuss. arriver. <laughs> we'll discuss the type of airport people we are. But, Ali, yes, this is part of the airport expansion uh, that's been ongoing for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Delta is going to operate exclusively out of this new uh, these new gates in Concourse A. Coincidentally, Delta is also adding 20 flights a day. This summer, out of SLC International, but listen to these destinations, Allie. Oh, no. Milwaukee, Austin, Uh, Nashville, Charlotte, Newark, Philadelphia, and Calgary. Like, are these the places people are going for summer travel? Well, I think
1: that's where, like, families are going, right? Like, when it's like, oh, it's school's out, we're going to go see Grandma. Yeah, you're absolutely going to Milwaukee. (laughs) Grandma, it's not, like... (laughs) You don't need a direct flight to Paris, probably, to go see grandma in the summer, like, with the kids. But, like, honeymoons, like, vacation, other kinds of vacations, yeah. No, I don't, like, need a flight to Calgary. I mean, it's fine. I will say, like, more flights is good across the board. Because even if it's, like, more domestic flights, it just means, like, more opportunities for good connections. I've been, like, trying to book a trip for the fall and, like, looking at flights and... They're so expensive right now. Oh my oh gosh! My like one of the flights that I've been tracking, I get the little Google alerts, and I got one this morning that was like your tracked flight is like has dropped down to like three thousand dollars, <laughs> and I was like,
2: um, <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, I think you should plan a trip to Milwaukee instead.
1: <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Forget it. We're going, and Mil- we could fly first class to Milwaukee. You know, yeah. the other thing I will say is as part of this like airport expansion that's exciting is, of course, people are always complaining about the walk to Terminal B. Um, the central tunnel, which is going to be basically the sort of shortcut that makes the walk to Terminal B a lot shorter, is set to open in October 2024. So it's coming, you guys. It's coming mm-hmm. down the
2: pike. It's on route. Mm-hmm. And with the opening of this tunnel, we'll also see the return of the Salt Lake City International World map. I knew you were, were, you were, say were that. Were you around for the world map, Allie? Have you ever seen that in the wild? I think <laughs> I was probably
1: around for it, but I don't think I ever paid attention to it because yeah. I don't really like terrazzo <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it's the kind of thing, you know, when I was a little girl and we would go on a family trip, which we very rarely did, Mm -hmm. it was the kind of thing that uh, was very entertaining to us as children. So it has a little, that nostalgia factor, and I think that will be really nice to have a new spot for it in this brand spanking new airport.
1: Yeah. I will say, I mean, like, I'm glad we're a Delta hub. I feel like it's good for us because, I mean... Delta's the best airline. I'll just say it. They have the best outfits, for sure. For sure. In terms of, like, domestic travel, internationally, things uh, get—the board gets a lot more interesting. Because, like, I mean, if you have the privilege of flying Emirates, like, congratulations. It's basically, like, staying at the Ritz-Carlton. But, like, in terms of domestic travel, Delta is the best airline, and I'm so glad we live in a Delta hub. Take that, Denver. (laughs)
2: Happy to start a fight with Denver International Airport any day. and I'll I take think that, that horse is- on. I'll take that <laughs> horse on. <laughs> You're going to take on Blucifer and you are going to lose. He will send you straight to hell, Allie. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but speaking of Denver, which is an airport I hate, mm-hmm, I think we need to discuss whether SLC International is a good airport or not. You mentioned oh. the trek to Terminal B. Yeah. And I know that's like one of the top complaints for people. Frankly, Allie, I quite like that walk. I absolutely adore it. I am a walk-in gal. I mean, that's Same. how I get my urban hike in. What do you think the airport needs to be a truly excellent airport? Okay. I have given this a lot of thought.
1: And there are, I would say, four things that I think I look for in an airport, which is how I decide if it's a good airport. And they, okay. they tend to come naturally as you're there. Okay, ready? Ready. One. Good signage. Please don't leave me in a lurch. Like... When you're in an airport or I just feel like when you're traveling anywhere in general, whether it's like waiting to board an Amtrak train, like travel to me, especially in a new place, always feels a little bit like the first day of school where you're just like, be cool, look cool, Mm -hmm. act like you know what you're doing. Right. Like you get in the cafeteria and you're like, pretend that you know where all the things are and you've always known. And that's how I want to feel when I'm traveling. So like anything that the airport can do to make me feel that way, I appreciate Do I think the signage at the Salt Lake Airport is good directionally? Like, it's pretty clear. The only thing I will say is it's super weird that, like, after you check in, you have to go downstairs. I see people getting confused at the top of the escalator constantly. And then the other thing is the passenger pickup signs are
2: weird. Oh, yeah. Because you're
1: like, wait, I feel like I'm walking to the parking garage but you want me to just trust you that that's where passenger pickup is. I see people getting confused there a lot and I got confused there a lot for a long time when they opened the new airport.
2: Yeah, you gotta take like a sky bridge to get to passenger pickup. You can't just cross the street and that's very confusing. I could just keep walking to the parking garage and never know that I needed to go downstairs to passenger pickup.
1: Or get in, like if you have a big suitcase, like get in that, the weird one elevator.
2: (laughs) I've never even been in that elevator. I'm afraid to go in. Well, that tells me
1: you're a good packer. (laughs) But that one elevator is sort of weird, too. And then you like get in there with a bunch of strangers and you're like, I just survived a flight, which was sort of inevitably a miserable experience for one reason or another. And now I'm in an elevator with a bunch of strangers that I feel like (laughs) I need to make small talk with for this elevator ride, which... I don't know about you, Emily, but my favorite thing to turn to strangers in an elevator and say is,
2: so do you believe in God? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Bold move coming into Salt Lake City. Precisely. Okay. Second
1: thing that I look for is local food options. And on this, I think our airport is 10 out of 10. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. I was going to say the exact same thing. This is one of the best things about Salt Lake City International. The new iteration. Um, I was looking at the restaurant list and I would say there's probably an even spread of local uh, to chain restaurants, maybe even leaning more on the local side. Yes. And I love that. I think it's such a, a beautiful and unique touch as we welcome people into Salt Lake or as we send them elsewhere. Completely, and even not just the restaurants, but the shops. Like mm-hmm. the like little souvenir
1: shops, like the the bookstore is the King's English. It's not the like US news and world whatever. Those are the two things I think we do well. Here are the two things I think that our airport doesn't necessarily do well. And this one is very important to me. I call this crisis seating. <laughs> crisis seating is basically like, where can I go that's comfortable because it turns out I'm gonna be here all night.
2: Mm. You need a nap. You need to lay down. Yeah, we basically have no crisis seating.
1: Like, all we have are sort of the terminal seats, those chairs. You can't lay across them. They don't really allow for that. And so if you are, like, crisis stuck at the Salt Lake Airport overnight or for, like, a seven-hour delay or something, there really isn't anywhere to get comfy. The airport in Paris has the best crisis seating I've ever seen in my life, and it's these, like, reclining chairs – And like they're almost like these little like cubes that you can kind of crawl into and you can like take a nap like they have planned for a space where you can actually just lay down and take a nap and like set an alarm if you have a long layover you get stuck and i Genius. think that if we really want to build like a global airport we need crisis seating the french thought of everything
2: maybe <laughs> salt lake city banked on not having any crises in their airport <laughs> that's
1: true very french to be like inevitably there'll be a crisis <laughs> <laughs>
0: Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harman's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now, there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh-cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's hot cross buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's.
2: Okay, Ali. what's the last, uh, the last ding? Sense of place. Tell me more. The airport should look
1: and feel like the city that you're in. And I will say, I don't know that ours does that. Hmm. It's ultra modern feeling, and I don't think that's what our city looks and feels like. Now, I know that... The architects and designers who built it would probably point out all the million ways that the airport hints at Salt Lake. Like, oh, this is like an homage to this mountain or like some of that subtle stuff. But like when you land in the Vancouver airport, there is a waterfall. You know what I
2: mean? And you're like, hell yeah, this looks like British Columbia. I would like a mountain right in the middle of (laughs) of Salt Lake City International. Is that what you're saying? Well, I
1: Pile of dirt? I mean, get the, Or hole in the
2: ground. Call up the front, get a climbing
1: wall. (laughs) Genius. But like my hometown in Florida, our little tiny hometown airport has a fish tank. And you see that, you come out and you see the fish tank and it's sponsored by the local aquarium. And you're like, yeah, I'm in Florida. And I just don't know that we like have quite, nailed that sense of place.
2: Wait, I know what we need, Allie. What? You know, taking inspiration from your Florida aquariums, brine shrimp tanks, brine shrimp tanks everywhere. That would be uh? Uh? so cute. Million dollar idea. What do you think, Emily? What, do you, what makes a good airport for you? I got to tell you, the one thing that would make this airport better, and I know that I just said I love all the local touches, the old airport used to have a Cinnabon. <laughs> the new airport, no Cinnabon. When You're am I going right. to eat a Cinnabon? Cinnabon is my travel treat.
1: And you know why I never noticed that Salt Lake Airport doesn't have one is because I only travel treat at a connecting like spot. Mm. I never travel mm-hmm. treat when I'm departing or arriving. But yeah, for anyone who's Cinnabon? connecting through Salt Lake, they, they can't get a cinnamon roll. And that's a tragedy. <laughs> Well then, I think we've we've settled it. The airport
2: sucks. <laughs> seven out of ten. Seven out of ten for me.
1: I'm a seven out of ten too. I might be a seven and a half out of ten, but that might just be because I like Salt Lake. Me too. Okay, Emily. I was walking the dog the other day, and I went past this house, and they were sandbagged up the wazoo, like stacks, like bags on bags on bags. It like it was a castle that could be under siege, and I was like. Do you still need these up? Like, where are we at in our flooding situation? And then the next day, the National Weather Service tweeted that they were ending their 40-day stretch of active flood warnings or flood watches in the state of Utah. And I was like, there it is. There's the answer. I think
2: we can take our sandbags down. Well, I think we like the way they look at this point. That's true. I think we just keep them. Yeah, this is exciting news, Allie, because we were really, really concerned about what this spring and summer would look like after the record snowpack we got this past winter. And I think it's nice. It feels nice to kind of be in the clear here. Well, I would like to know
1: if there are any numerologists listening, what is the significance of the number 40? Because we broke a 40-year snowpack record, and then we had a
2: 40-day streak of flood warnings as a result. And I'm Mm. like, is it a sign? What does it mean? So while we're out of the clear, it seems, for flooding, now the big concern is waterways that are running high and fast, Mm -hmm. Allie. We're seeing these rivers and creeks that are just swollen and really dangerous, and Actually, even here in Salt Lake County, Sandy City officials are warning that it is not the time to be near the Bell Canyon Waterfall. Mm. This is a really tricky, slippery spot right now, and the water is very cold, Um, so they are suggesting, they are asking please do not try to cross the creek at Bell Canyon. I read in the Salt Lake Tribune that it takes like 10 people to rescue someone if they fall in and they they get carried down the falls. So just something to be mindful of as people are out and about and hiking and wanting to see the beautiful falls throughout the state. Be very, very careful. Be careful. Well, and it's interesting because I thought it was –
1: curious that Salt Lake Tribune reporter Andrew Christensen's story about this, he noted that the reason things are going so well is that we started melting our snowpack really early and it's been a warm spring, which is funny because I feel like to me, it doesn't feel like it's been a warm spring. Like, I feel like I have spent the past month being like, why isn't it hot yet? And then Andrew also interviewed Glenn Merrill, a hydrologist with Salt Lake, who told him, Quote, We don't have any areas forecast to reach flood stage again moving forward. That's not to say that it couldn't happen if we got a rogue thunderstorm over a certain watershed that's sitting at peak flow right now. But the chances of that are extremely slim. And I read that and I was like, really?
2: Because it keeps raining. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we get a rogue thunderstorm every single day now. <laughs> we have had a lot of rogue thunderstorms. but. I feel like they're not dumping water. I think I feel like they're more thundery than rainy. What's up with that? That's true. They're kind
1: of gentle. But then they pass quickly. Like, they just roll in, roll out. I think we're ready for summer, summer. I will say, during their special session in mid-May, the Utah legislature voted to renew the governor's state of emergency for flooding so that the state could access more funding and resources and things like that. And it's renewed through August, but... I don't know if the National Weather Service announcing sort of the end of this streak of flood warnings will cause them to either end the state of emergency early or if they kind of just like let it expire and roll out and what's the word like trickle out.
2: And maybe they just keep it around just in case.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is the thing with the weather is that especially in a climate change world, we really can't predict. Yeah. Okay. before we get out of here, let's do our pick of the week. You know, I always get excited for yours, Emily. You
2: are excited. And I've got a good pick this week. I read in Axios Salt Lake that the Christian School is officially closing. And this has been like a really wild ride for this longtime art installation on State Street in about 1300 South. Uh, We actually talked to Salt Lake Tribune reporter Palak J. Swall about the Christian School. So we can post that link in the show notes if you want some background. But... Allie, I have lived here for more than 10 years and I have never seen the inside of the Christian school. And so Axios pointed out that the public tours for this art installation are totally sold out, Uh, but volunteers are giving private tours. So I put my name in the hat for one of those. Date night! Date night! And uh, hopefully I can get in and see this before it closes for good. Wait, is it a lottery? I don't know the process. I just sent in a form email, so mm. hoping for the best, but it's okay because it seems like the family is trying to move the art from the Christian school into artist Raphael Pleshas home and turn it into like a mini museum, so there may still be a chance to see the art in the future. That's an amazing
1: pick, and I hope that they can salvage that art, I'm really sad that that place is closing. That is iconic Salt Lake and iconic State Street. Ugh, bummer. Okay. My pick of the week is the 300 North Pedestrian Bridge.
2: <laughs> You're speaking my language. Listen, Give she me a pedestrian is bridge.
1: looking good, okay? <laughs> I drove by her the other day and I was like, wow. Bam, she's here. So between 4th West and 5th West at 3rd North, which is like the Marmalade District, if you're familiar with the 4th West apartment complex, like the north side of that apartment complex, right next to the train tracks, this is a pedestrian bridge that crosses the train tracks. And it's much needed for a million different reasons. One, because we have this like massive east-west divide in our city, and so finding ways to like heal that is important. But also, just like getting... To like over those train tracks, if you're like a student at West High or if you're like me and you're on your bike and you're trying to go work out at the Northwest Rec Center, which is my gym. It's just a bummer when the train comes. And it has been a total trial. This thing has taken forever. This bridge, which is not that big, okay? It like literally just goes boop up over boop down the train tracks. It was announced in 2020, COVID-19. That's when this bridge was announced. Yeah. They started construction in fall 2021. They are finally going to finish construction this spring. It is one of those projects with a lot of stakeholders because like Union Pacific has to be involved. But it looks really nice. And I'm mm. just so excited for it. And I don't know. I saw it and it's like almost in its final form. And I just got excited. So huge for me. Huge for West High students. Huge for every the people of Marmalade. <laughs> Shout out. To the three hundred North Pedestrian Bridge.
2: I feel like once it opens, we should go up and we should break a bottle of champagne on it or something like Ooh. a like a submarine that's going off yeah. <laughs> on its maiden voyage.
1: I love that. Yeah, we can wave little white like kerchiefs yeah. and and do a whole scene, act out a whole scene.
2: Why not? This bridge deserves it, I'm and so, so do ready. the people of Marmalade. Okay, let's get out of here. And onward to
1: having a fantastic weekend. Emily Means, I will see you bright and early Monday morning. See you Monday, Allie. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Emily Means. Our producer is Ivana Martinez. Our newsletter editor is Terina Ria. And our host is me, Allie Bayarta. Music is by the local band Mitochondria. And they are so good. We will be back Monday morning with more from around this city.
0: Have a great weekend.